Chapter 7. Nephrology. Topic 4. Acute Kidney Injury. We'll start off by focusing on the differentiation of azotemia types, namely pre-renal, intra-renal, and post-renal azotemia. Let's explore the pathophysiology, etiologies, and diagnostics associated with each type of azotemia. Pre-renal azotemia is characterized by a decrease in renal perfusion. The essence of pre-renal azotemia lies in its pathophysiology, which is primarily due to low intravascular volume, leading to a hypoperfusion state. This condition does not originate from intrinsic kidney damage, but rather from factors affecting blood flow to the kidneys. Various etiologies can lead to pre-renal azotemia, including systolic congestive heart failure, conditions leading to shock such as anaphylaxis and sepsis, renal artery stenosis, and fibromuscular dysplasia. Additionally, severe diarrhea, hemorrhage, and hypoalbuminemia, which can result from protein-losing enteropathies, cirrhosis, nephrotic syndrome, or malnutrition, can also contribute to this condition. Diagnostically, prerenal azotemia is suggested by a blood urea, nitrogen to creatinine ratio greater than 20, and a fractional excretion of sodium of less than 1%. Pre-renal acute kidney injury management is largely supportive, aiming to correct the underlying hypoperfusion. This might involve the use of inotropic agents to support cardiac output in the setting of systolic heart failure, intramuscular administration of epinephrine for anaphylaxis, and volume resuscitation with intravenous fluids in cases of sepsis or severe diarrhea. Blood transfusions may be necessary to restore adequate hemoglobin levels after significant hemorrhage, and percutaneous revascularization could be indicated in renal artery stenosis or fibromuscular dysplasia. For hypoalbuminemia, intravenous albumin and enhanced nutritional support are key interventions. Intrarenal azotemia, on the other hand, is indicative of direct damage to the renal tubules. This damage can be due to a variety of causes, including prolonged pre-renal azotemia leading to ischemia, nephrotoxic drugs such as aminoglycosides, vancomycin, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, angiotensin, converting enzyme inhibitors, angiotensin, receptor blockers, cyclosporin, cisplatin, and amphoterican B, as well as exposure to methanol and iodine contrast. Furthermore, intrarenal azotemia can be caused by glomerulonephritis, the presence of Benz-Jones proteins, tumor lysis syndrome, rhabdomyolysis, and hemoglobinuria. The diagnostic criteria for intrarenal azotemia include a BUN to creatinine ratio of less than 20, the presence of muddy brown granular casts indicating acute tubular necrosis, and a fractional excretion of sodium of more than 1%. Intrinsic renal acute kidney injury requires identifying and removing the offending agent if the injury is drug-induced. Measures include discontinuing nephrotoxic medications and replacing them with less harmful alternatives. For contrast-induced nephropathy, pre- and post-contrast intravenous hydration, and possibly N-acetylcysteine are used. Treatment of underlying conditions such as glomerulonephritis or multiple myeloma is tailored to the specific disease process. Prophylactic measures like allopurinol or resburicase are important in preventing tumor lysis, Syndrome and aggressive hydration is the cornerstone for rhabdomyolysis. Postrenal azotemia is the result of an obstruction in the urinary tract that leads to a backup of urine into the kidneys, causing hydronephrosis and pressure atrophy. This type of azotemia can be caused by conditions that lead to urinary tract obstruction, 
such as neurogenic bladder, which may occur in patients with uncontrolled diabetes or multiple sclerosis, bilateral nephrolithiasis, urethral stricture, and cancers of the cervix, prostate, or bladder. Benign prostatic hyperplasia is another common cause of postrenal azotemia. The diagnostic approach for postrenal azotemia includes findings of a BUN to create an in ratio of less than 20, a fractional excretion of sodium of more than 1%, and evidence of hydronephrosis on renal ultrasound. Postrenal acute kidney injury management revolves around the rapid relief of urinary tract obstructions. This can include bladder decompression with a Foley catheter in the case of neurogenic bladder or benign prostatic hyperplasia. Additionally, medications such as alpha agonists or 5-alpha reductase inhibitors may be used to reduce prostate size in benign prostatic hyperplasia. For bilateral nephrolithiasis, intravenous fluids and potentially interventions like ureteroscopy with stent placement are necessary to address the obstruction and restore kidney function.